0: FMC Fast Chat takes you inside the news so you can be in the know in 30 minutes. Hosted by Fair Media Council CEO and Executive Director Jackie Clement, Fast Chat features notables in news, media, and business.
1: In today's episode, we look at how the nature of philanthropy is changing. And to find out what you need to know, we are fortunate to spend the next 30 minutes with Timothy McClyman, the president of the American Express Foundation, which is finding new and innovative ways to, to support not only nonprofits, but small businesses as well. So thank you for joining us today, Tim.
0: Uh, good afternoon, thanks for having me.
1: So let's get right to it and talk about how philanthropy has been changing and trending. And if you wanna compare, maybe go back the past year or 18 months and, and fast forward into what you see happening short-term.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I, I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you the last year has been challenging for everyone around the globe. And it, it's been challenging for philanthropy as well, whether you're a foundation or a corporation or an individual. I think that most excuse, most foundations uh, have taken an approach the last year, which is very similar to the approach they would take to a natural disaster. So there are, are definitely. Ah, uh, three phases uh, that that foundations look at uh, after natural disasters. There's the relief phase, okay. the recovery phase, and the rebuilding phase. And last year we were definitely in the relief phase, so we were looking at you know what are the immediate needs that people have around the globe uh, related to the pandemic. Well, Those could be healthcare workers, the need for you know a personal protective. Equipment, uh, the need for food, uh, food, you know, security, food distribution uh, centers. You know, at American Express, for instance, uh, we we gave a lot of support to hospitals around the world uh, to help them purchase equipment. Uh, we uh, partnered with Hilton and Marriott to provide rooms, free rooms, to healthcare workers uh, in certain cities. Uh, we partnered then with the World Central Kitchen and rethink food to provide meals uh, to healthcare workers along with their rooms so you know we took and i think other foundations took a real like what are the immediate needs that healthcare workers and people have uh, during the pandemic now of course we're still in the pandemic but we've kind of moved on to the recovery stage so what's the next phase of, of support and Right now, that's looking like economic, uh, you know, development. So uh, it's support for small businesses, you know, that really drive the economy uh, in communities. Restaurants uh, that are incredibly important to the quality of life uh, in communities, and that, that are job creators um, as well. It's helping nonprofits uh, get back up on their feet, uh, and not only. Uh, uh, continue to provide services, but in some cases like arts organizations that have been shut down um, for the last year and haven't been able to produce or present our performances. So that I I think that's the next phase really is is the recovery phase. And then in the future, there'll be the rebuilding uh, phase, which is, okay, we've gotten through the pandemic. Now what's happened uh, in the post COVID um, world and how do we start to rebuild communities, rebuild economies, uh, in some cases, rebuild uh, countries. Uh, I think that will be the next phase of, of philanthropy once we get through this recovery phase.
1: Okay. Can you, can you describe for me a little bit, though, the internal workings when we talk about the, the first phase? It sounds like you have to be incredibly nimble and quick in order to be effective. So how do you do that internally?
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly correct. Uh, we had to to pivot uh, very quickly. Uh, you know, at American Express Foundation, uh, we, we basically give project support um, to organizations, we do it in very specific areas like developing leaders and engaging citizens in their communities. And while that work is still important, we had to pivot to start supporting uh, health organizations and hospitals which we hadn't really supported in the past uh, we had supported few food distribution centers like food banks and feeding america but we really had to to pivot very quickly uh, to doing that around the globe uh, where the need arose uh, and we also had to get away from providing project support to organizations and give them more general operating support, which would give them more flexibility to really respond to the needs in their communities. So that was a very quick uh, pivot. Uh, I I think we were successful at doing that. I think that for the most part, corporations and foundations were very successful at changing their approach to philanthropy uh, during what was really a crisis uh, last year, but now you're starting to see foundations sort of go back to uh, their priorities that they had pre-COVID, uh, go back to supporting projects uh, that where they can be uh, more accountable for the use of their funds. Uh, and so you, you are seeing a return to some of those priorities uh, that we had pre-COVID.
1: And give people a little idea, the size and scope of the American Express Foundation. People recognize the name and when you recognize a name, people tend to think that means you have unlimited resources and unlimited manpower.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's exactly true. Um, and listen, at the foundation, uh, we have a, a very specific budget um, every year. It's about $40 million uh, that we make in grants to nonprofits around the world. But the great thing about working for a company like American Express is that we do have all kinds of other resources. Uh, First of all, we have 65,000 people uh, that can be deployed to volunteer with organizations around the world. Uh, Those people can also give to organizations around the world and causes, and we match those contributions that our employees give uh, to nonprofits. Uh, We have uh, other financial resources inside the company, whether they're sponsorship programs or cause marketing Uh, programs. Uh, We have lots of partners, business partners. I mentioned before that we partnered with Hilton and Marriott to supply free rooms to healthcare workers. We have lots of partnerships uh, that we're engaged in as a business that we can call on uh, to, to help. So, got lots of other resources uh, that individuals, for the most part, don't have access to, or even foundations that may be really, relatively small staffed uh, or, or have you know relatively few people connected to the organization. We've got a lot of people, uh, and we can deploy those people in communities, and they, they like to do it, they want to do it, uh, and it's a great resource for us.
1: Yeah. Now, has that changed? Though, have you had to even change how people volunteer because of COVID?
0: We have, uh, you know, obviously the, the kind of face to face volunteering, whether you're working in a soup kitchen or in a food bank or you know cleaning up a park or a beach, a lot of those activities have had to be curtailed. That they haven't stopped, though; those needs still exist in communities, uh, but. You know people are are more reluctant to gather in large groups in some cases they're not allowed uh, to gather yeah. in large groups uh, and so we have had to curtail some of that face-to-face or on-site volunteer activity uh, and, and we obviously want our colleagues employees to be safe um, in volunteering but we've pivoted uh, again to more virtual A volunteering program. So our our people have a lot of business skills, whether they're marketing skills or strategic planning skills or finance uh, skills that they can use to support uh, not only nonprofits, but small businesses in their communities. And so we have had to really help develop those virtual Volunteer programs that have already ex- always existed, uh, but they've been, you know, sort of stepchildren of uh, the bigger volunteer programs that you can do in in big groups, because virtual volunteering tends to be more solitary, uh, either yourself or in a small group. So we have a lot of partnerships, whether it's with the Taproot Foundation or Catch a Fire or Strive for College. Uh, that we use to to help coordinate our virtual volunteer programs around the world. But uh, that work has really taken off. And I think that uh, not only are people working remotely and we're doing programs like this remotely uh, via Zoom, but you can use that technology to really assist causes and nonprofits and even small businesses in your communities.
1: I want to focus on nonprofits right now, but I do want to get into the small business aspect because I think that's really cool in that you encompass both sides of the equation because usually when people think of philanthropy or giving, it's strictly to a 501c3 nonprofit. So to be able to add small businesses into the mix, the businesses that we find on main streets that really are the heart of communities It's an overall economic impact that that you're going for there. So that, to me, is very interesting.
0: Yes, that's Um, absolutely right. Uh, I I mean, we still do it through nonprofit organizations, uh, you know, because we don't give money directly to for-profit businesses. That wouldn't be a charitable activity. And we are a charitable organization as a foundation, Uh, But there are lots of nonprofits out there who have uh, economic development or historic preservation or, uh, you know, leadership development, uh, you know, or social justice uh, missions uh, that are all appropriate to support small businesses uh, and restaurants in their communities as well. So we really, you know, rely on partnering with nonprofits who have missions that encompass those kinds of for-profit businesses so that we can funnel our money through a nonprofit and then it ultimately may go in part to for-profit businesses but it's in furtherance of the charitable mission of the nonprofit organization.
1: Okay. And and how do you pick what kinds of nonprofits or what types of work project work that you will support? Where does that idea come from?
0: Well, uh, it happens a couple of different ways. Uh, the the main way is we re- react to proposals, right? So nonprofit uh, organizations come to us. They, they know about us. They know about American Express. They know about the American Express Foundation. They come to our website. They read our guidelines uh, and our, our priorities and our themes. Uh, they fill out an application form. I have team members who read those. Uh, proposals uh, and make decisions about whether to pursue them or not. So we are, we do react uh, to to applications, but we also take a proactive approach. So we have very specific things that we want to accomplish as a foundation. Uh, I mentioned leadership development, for instance. We are interested in training the next generation of nonprofit leaders. So we are focused on you know providing leadership training for high potential emerging leaders in the nonprofit and social sector. So yes, we give grants to nonprofit organizations to do that. But we also go out and partner with organizations. We seek them out uh, and we develop partnerships with them uh, to help further that objective as well. So one of those partnerships, for instance, is with the Center for Creative Leadership uh, that's headquartered in Greensboro, North Carolina. They are one of the primary service providers uh, for for-profit companies as well as nonprofits. And we developed something called the American Express Leadership Academy, which is a week-long training program where uh, we use trained professionals from CCL, uh, certified executive coaches from CCL, and some of our own business leaders from American Express, with a week-long training program that's highly disciplined, highly focused, targeted towards specific kinds of uh, nonprofit leaders. And we developed that program together. We manage it together. We, you know, work on it together. We meet together. We're responsible for it together. So it's a real partnership. And we have a number of those kinds of partnerships that we've proactively sought out over the years.
1: Okay. And I, I know leadership also dovetails into service overall. And that seems to resonate throughout what the foundation does, service-oriented work. How does that relate to American Express as a whole? There, there must be some history there that Makes all of this authentic to your brand is what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, well, uh, most people don't uh, know this, but American Express actually started uh, in 1850 as a parcel delivery service. So think about, you know, Federal Express or or UPS, but in the days of, of Pony Express uh, okay. and uh, horse-drawn carriages, uh, at the at the time, the U.S. Postal Service would not deliver parcels; uh, they would only deliver letters. And uh, our business started in lower Manhattan uh, as a parcel delivery service. And, and it grew um, over the years into a travel business and then a financial services a company. But right from the beginning, uh, we were there to serve people, right? So you had to entrust your parcel uh, with us. Uh, in some cases, that was money uh, that you wanted delivered someplace else. And you were, were entrusting american express to deliver that parcel uh to the individual that might or business that might be clear across the country and we did that you know with horse-drawn carriages and trains and eventually you know other uh, kinds of transportation vehicles but uh right from the beginning we were a service um, company we provided service so service has always been sort of our middle name at American Express, uh, we pride ourselves on service. We think it's uh, honorable to serve uh, people. And so serving customers and serving communities go hand in hand. Uh, almost from the beginning, we, we uh, wanted to serve communities as well as customers. We made our first grant uh, in 1862 uh, to help uh, victims of a fire in Boston. Um, In 1885, we had our first employee giving campaign uh, where we asked employees to contribute uh, money to help build the pedestal for the Statue of Liberty uh, in in New York Harbor. uh, And employees donated change uh, to to help do that. Uh, Our foundation was created in 1954, which is four years before the first American Express card. Uh, was created and so you know we've had a long history of doing this um, as a company and, and we think that that service is is critically important to our uh, customers it's critically important to our communities and we think it's one of the things that differentiates us um, from from our competitors and from other companies
1: okay and corporate social responsibility that also falls under your domain there at the foundation. I'm wondering, how does that play into, it? if you're looking at organizations to support, do you look to see if they have those types of jobs in place, or do you see a lot of growth happening within that kind of role?
0: Well, growing uh, out? Cor- yeah, corporate social responsibility really refers to how companies operate their businesses, um, and so, where, where philanthropy is really important, uh, cash is you know important to get to nonprofits and to communities and causes. Uh, corporate social responsibility is really how how do we operate, you know, as a business? How do companies um, operate? What kind of governance structure do they have? How transparent um, are they? How environmentally friendly are they? How safe are their products and services? How do they treat their employees? Uh, Do they have a commitment to diversity and inclusion? Uh, What kinds of suppliers do they use? Where do they purchase things from? What communities um, are are they in? Uh, So these are all things that companies do uh, as citizens uh, in in their communities. And and corporate social responsibility, which includes philanthropy, is much broader than philanthropy and is really uh, not only about what we give, it's about what we do. Um, as a company. So uh, we're not alone in this. Many, many, many companies uh, around the world are engaged in a corporate social responsibility. And, and it's something that we think is important uh, as citizens of the world uh, that we operate our business responsibly. Uh, but we do that through many means, whether it's philanthropy or engaging our employees in communities or being environmentally friendly, cutting our carbon emissions. Uh, as a company. So there are many, many ways of being responsible.
1: Okay. All right. So let's segue a little bit now into small businesses in particular and ways to support them. Because I do remember maybe about a year ago where if I used my American Express card at my pizzeria, I would get $5 back. I believe if I spent $10, I would get $5 back, which is a pretty huge bonus when you think about it for the amount of money being spent. Um, So somewhere along the way, you came up with an idea to do that. So if you can give some background on how that started and then go forward into the kinds of things you're doing now.
0: Sure. Well, it was really during the financial crisis. So we're, we're, you know, go back to 2008, 2009. And what we were hearing from our small business customers, our small business partners is that they needed customers? They needed customers to come through the door, or they needed customers to come to their websites um, online, and uh, they were hurting, uh, you know, as part of the financial crisis. So, you know, we thought about how, how do you support uh, small businesses? Yes, we could do advertising around small businesses, get out and you know, and shop, you know, small what we call shop small or shop local, but what mm-hmm. can we do to really drive customers? So. Uh, Thanksgiving was coming up, Uh, you know, Black Friday, of course, is, you know, huge shopping day uh, where people go to big box stores and department stores, uh, particularly at that time uh, and and make purchases. There was Cyber Monday. uh, That was really when people went online and got bargains uh, to shop online. So someone, a colleague uh, came up with the idea of Small Business Saturday uh, sandwiched sandwiched between. Ah, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And you know we put that program together uh, very, very quickly uh, in just a few weeks. Uh, and as part of that program, we offered our customers uh, a credit. If they went out and shopped at small businesses, we would give them initially, it was a fifty dollars a credit uh, if they went out to their, to their local stores uh, on Small business Saturday. And uh, we've continued that program uh, for the last 12 years. Uh, that program has expanded all over the globe. There are Small Business Saturdays now uh, all over the globe in countries uh, because I, we did a really smart thing, I think, and that's that we didn't attach our name to Small Business Saturday. So we didn't say this was the American Express Small Business Saturday. This was you know, really about driving customers to small businesses. And so we didn't care if you uh, used a competitor's uh, credit card. We didn't care if you used cash. We wanted you to use the American Express card, which is why we gave customers an incentive to do that with a credit. But we really, it was all about driving business uh, to small businesses. And that's why the program has been successful and has been embraced by governments, local governments, national governments, uh, and, and other entities around the world. But as that program has has developed, it's really developed into more of a year-long program that we call Shop Small. Uh, We have uh, just recently uh, created a program called Dine Small, which is all about supporting your local small restaurants uh, that are struggling in communities. And uh, not only do we have Small Business Saturday, but we now have Takeout Tuesdays. Uh, And Takeout Tuesdays is really about encouraging people to, you know, get delivery or takeout at their local uh, small restaurants uh, during the week. So we've tried to think of clever ways of uh, supporting small businesses and restaurants uh, in communities and really driving people to them, driving customers uh, to them. Uh, And I think that's been one of the more successful uh, you know, service activities that that we've been engaged in—it's really serving our communities and serving those small businesses and, and restaurants.
1: And how are how are these ideas coming to you, though? I mean, are they things that are just bubbling up from the staff, or just you walking around the streets saying, you know, there's a problem there. We need to think about what to do.
0: Well, in that particular case, Small Business Saturday—that was that—that that was an idea of somebody at American Express. Who just had that idea and took it to his boss, and uh, who was my boss at that time too, Tom Schick, and uh, Tom embraced it uh, and and sold it into the company uh, to our CEO uh, at that time, Ken Chenault, uh, and it was kind of an easy sell as a way of creating uh, something and founding a movement, uh, if you will. So uh, some of those things are generated. Inside the company, some of them are ideas that are brought to us by nonprofits or other businesses. Uh, so we're we're sort of agnostic. Uh, we'll we'll take good ideas and run with them, or we'll help create um, good ideas. But we we'd love to create partnerships. I mean, that is one of the things that's really strategic to our business is having partnerships with other companies. So we've we've tried to when we've created programs or, or joined programs, we've tried to do them as, as partnerships. So I'll, I'll just give you another example, if that's okay. So uh, last year, uh, you know, as a result of, of really the social justice uh, movement, we were looking for a way of supporting black owned small businesses. And at the time, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation had a program to help save small businesses and it was a grant program that they had gotten some money from some foundations and corporations uh to to institute Uh, they had built a platform uh, to do that but we went to them and said listen we, we you know we'd love to do something that's specific to black owned small businesses will you help us do that and they said great we have a platform um already we can pivot uh there very easily and uh you know we said that uh you know we'd love to to do this with you but we also want to do it with a broader coalition of organizations mm-hmm. and uh there are four national black chamber organizations and we uh, helped the, the chamber create a coalition of these four black chamber um, organizations and the u.s chamber of commerce uh foundation which is the first time they've ever worked together uh in a coalition and we put that together uh and uh committed million uh, to it initially. But again, just like Small Business Saturday, we didn't want to own it because we wanted other businesses to join us. So we created the coalition to back Black businesses. uh, And now uh, five or six or seven other companies have joined us and put money um, into the coalition to support these businesses. So that's kind of the way we like to to operate. And whether it's our idea, somebody else's idea we really like to do it as, as, as partnerships.
1: Okay. And how does someone become a partner? I I do have a question asking, do you work with universities or colleges or are they excluded from what you would consider a partner?
0: No, no, we're, we have all kinds of partnerships. uh, But, but certainly we've had longstanding partnership with uh, UNCF to support uh, uh, historically black, black colleges and universities. We've got a longstanding partnership with Hispanic scholarship Um, fund to provide scholarships to uh, Latinos and Latinas uh, in in communities. So we have a number of of partnerships with educational um, organizations and colleges, universities. But again, some of it is people coming to us with ideas uh, that they would like us to support or join them um, on. Sometimes it's other companies or foundations coming to us with ideas. Sometimes it's us generating the idea and going out and seeking uh, partners, uh, but you know we we don't we very seldom do anything alone, right? We very seldom uh, do something that's just American Express. We really try to partner with other organizations, associations, nonprofits, businesses, our own business partners, uh, because we just have more impact that way.
1: Okay. All right. We actually have to wrap up, but I want to make sure the takeaway is going forward, what you're looking for. Are you back to leadership, diversity, and inclusion? Would you say that fairly represents your goals
0: well, we're definitely uh, interested in, in diversity and inclusion uh, and we do want to support uh, organizations that are led by people of color and other represented groups, uh, but organizations that are promoting diversity and inclusion. We're still committed to developing leaders in the nonprofit and social sectors. We're still uh, interested in engaging citizens in their communities as volunteers and as givers uh, in their communities, uh, but we're also interested in helping sustain Communities. So as we help uh, organizations recover from the pandemic and rebuild, that's all about making them more sustainable uh, for the future. And so that will be a priority for us in the next few years as well.
1: OK. Any advice for people that um, may be interested in reaching out to you?
0: Well, you've got to be uh, it's be, got to be authentic. Uh, right, so uh, we we like to partner with people who have who are authentic, who have authentic ideas, things that are are you know make sense for them, that are relevant to them and relevant to us because we want to be authentic, I mean, as well. Uh, we do like uh, to deal with people who in organizations uh, that are transparent. Uh, you know, so all the cards are on the table, uh, if you will, and our cards are on the table. And so we, we want to be honest and uh, upfront um, with one another. Uh, and then I think that I've always liked this idea of being both focused and flexible. So, you know, be focused and disciplined, mm-hmm. you know, with your idea uh, but also be flexible enough uh, to, to tweak it or to change it or to, if you're in a partnership, uh, sometimes you have to compromise and and come up with a third idea or a fourth idea. So it's it's good to be focused and have that idea and have that discipline, but it's also good to change, uh, you know, and to be flexible with that idea as well. So be, be focused but flexible.
1: So you really do view it as a marriage both the good and the bad term of marriage.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that philanthropy and corporate social responsibility or what is now called environmental social governance at work within companies uh, is is the way that we're going to move, you know, our our countries and our planet forward. Um, And so we're just thrilled to be engaged uh, in that work and to be able to partner with uh, terrific uh, organizations and businesses. The Fair Media Council is a 501c3 nonprofit organization advocating for quality news and working to create a media savvy society. For more information about the Fair Media Council and upcoming fast chat shows, check out fairmediacouncil.org.